Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines, national champs. If I would have said at the start of the year, the national championship team is going to have its coach suspended for six games during the regular season. Two different incidents, two separate incidents, and you'd go, wait. He's going to not coach for six games. They're still going to win the national championship. Yeah. And he'll be an object of desire for NFL teams as well. Yeah. That happened right in front of our very eyes. The Michigan Wolverines, they dominated Washington last night. Or at least it felt like they did. Every time I thought Washington might have an answer, a counterpunch, they did not deliver. They didn't have those big plays. It was a matchup that we knew what was supposed to happen or could happen. Washington was going to have big plays. They had to have big plays. They didn't. Michigan was just going to run the football, and they did. Washington knew it, couldn't do anything about it. Michigan rushes for 303 yards. That's the most in a national title game. Most rushing yards in a BCS Bowl game since Georgia rushed for over 300 yards. That was 2017 when they beat Oklahoma. And in that game, I think it was Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb as they both rushed for over 100 yards. Blake Corum rushed for 134 last night, and uh, Donovan Edwards as well. So they got four touchdowns out of their running game. And it was no secret. Michigan's offensive line was that good. I think Michigan's defense was underrated. I thought they put a lot of pressure on uh, Michael Penix Jr., And uh, I didn't think Washington's offensive line, which is one of the better offensive lines in the country, was ready for that. There was always one guy. There was always one person. Didn't know where he was coming from. He was putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. But that being said, you know, if you look at the final score, I don't think that's a true indication of this game. Starting the fourth quarter, it felt like Washington was one or two plays away from maybe putting a little bit of pressure on J.J. McCarthy. And I said this yesterday, he's not going to throw the football. He might be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, but they don't rely on him. They relied on him last year to throw the football, not this year. And I thought that over under a 15 passes for J.J. McCarthy, he ended up with 18 passes, 140 yards. 
He had a couple of plays, important plays, but it was really it was the running game and uh, that defense putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. And in case you're wondering, Jim Harbaugh right away meeting with the media after the game had this to say about his innocence. This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Right. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go, uh, to win every game. Uh, the off-the-field off issues, we're innocent. <clears throat> And, and we stood, we stood strong and tall, because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Okay. So this season went as scripted then. Gets suspended a couple of times. Even your quarterback came out and said, look, we started stealing signs because Ohio State was doing that. Okay. We waited for Jim Harbaugh to stand up and say, hey, this is why we're innocent. And then when he realized that somebody was doing something and somebody was getting information, then he was going to stand down and take his punishment here. But through it all, they were a great team. Both sides of the ball, they were a great team. I don't think they trailed at halftime this year in any game. I don't think they trailed more than a few minutes in, in uh, their entire season. They were a great team this year. But if you look back three years ago, this was during COVID. Michigan was 2-4. and four. And all of a sudden... Uh, Jim, if you want to stay, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And he did. And then we wondered, boy, this next season, what's going to happen? But it almost energized him. Like, okay, here's the chip on his shoulder, and give credit to Harbaugh, because he finally got a team that was in the true image of himself and the other teams that he's had in his coaching career. And you saw that last night. You saw that the last couple of years. I mean, you go back... Now, I'm shocked that they got upset by TCU last year, but they're back and they win the national title, and rightfully so. They were a great football team. Washington, we waited for something from Michael Penix Jr. It was just never there, but I give credit to Michigan because it just felt like Michigan was going to put pressure on him. He just didn't know where that pressure was coming from. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. If you haven't done so, you can watch this program all three hours, if you like. Andy Staples, he uh, covers college football. He was at the game last night. We'll talk to him about Michigan season moving forward. I'm also curious about, like, I, I look at J.J. McCarthy, and I think he's athletic. Do I think he's the greatest Michigan quarterback? I don't. But, you know, what's he going to be like in the pros? Because it's weird to be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history and maybe a first-round draft pick but your team doesn't rely on you to throw the football. He's really good on the run, but you don't get that many opportunities in the NFL to be on the run. There's not a lot of volume with, you know, the number of throws that he's had this year. But, you know, he's held in high regard, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh you know, is uh, 
telling us he's the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. Uh, Tom Brady saying that uh, J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. I don't know what that means. Like, okay, the most talented, uh, his, his resume here, I'm not quite sure. But um, I think if you're looking at stats, I'd probably look at Chad Henney as maybe the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. How about Mark Harmon? If you're old enough to remember Mark Harmon. Oh, no, that was his dad, Tom Harmon. Mark, he was the quarterback at UCLA. Mark Harmon? Mark, no, he was at Purdue. Purdue? Yes. Yes, Seton. Yeah, but the, the conversation of, of J.J. McCarthy being the best Michigan quarterback of all time kind of highlights how Michigan have never really had a great quarterback. No, they haven't. He's correct, because it doesn't take long to get to Chad Henney. Yeah. And you're like, hmm. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. What really stood out with the Jim Harbaugh, that, that response we just had with the reporter's question, he starts out his answer by saying, can I? Like he's asking for permission from somebody from Michigan, I'm guessing, you know, like, um, hey, we don't want to ask any of those questions here. Well, those questions are going to persist. It's like the Astros, that story had more validity and had legs because they won. If they don't win, then the story may go away a lot quicker. Michigan winning, it won't go away. It'll still be there. And they're still under investigation. Three years from now, we could be talking about this, and Jim Harbaugh could be, you know, coaching in the NFC, uh, you know, wild card round. I mean, USC took years for that to play out, and Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, Jim might not even be there. Probably won't be there in three years by the time they get around to, you know, hearing this. All right, eight seven seven three DP show. Operator Tyler standing by. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. So Michigan is a winner. First time they've won the national title since 1997. Andy Staples will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh's future. Because we wondered yesterday, at least I thought it didn't matter what the outcome was going to be. That I think Jim's going to the NFL. And I think the Raiders are going to make a push for Jim. I think Carolina... Carolina and Washington may be fighting each other for Bill Belichick. The Chargers opening is out there. but And here's another thing. We were talking about these coaching vacancies or you know guys getting fired. You had a couple of guys, Ron Rivera, uh, Arthur Smith getting fired yesterday. If you didn't get fired yesterday, are you safe today? At what point, like, you know, Belichick out of respect, they were not going to fire him yesterday. At the end of the week, maybe we'll have a, you know some kind of a, you know, PR statement there that you know we've decided to part ways and say nice things, verbal bouquets on both sides. But Mike Vrabel, safe. Matt Eberflus in Chicago, safe. If you made it through Monday, and then you go to work and you just hey, we're getting ready for the draft and we're getting ready for free agency, we're getting ready for all these things, and all of a sudden you're just waiting. You're waiting for Shirley, who is the uh, receptionist for the owner, to go, oh, yes, Shirley? Yes, um, <clears throat> ownership would like to see you. Yes, Pauline. Are you looking for little tells? Like if you're yeah. Matt Everflus, you pull up, you're like, it's, it usually says reserved for Matt Everflus, but it says reserved for head coach of Chicago Bears. Yeah. Just to, Or you swipe your card, you're like, yeah. bloop. 
Yep. Oh, bloop is yep, good. Yep, still goes through. It brings in a box of donuts today. Like, hey, everybody. Hey, How we doing? Huh? Uh, hey, hey, what? Yeah, John, I just thought I'd do something <laughs> nice. You know, end of the season, bring in some donuts. I know you guys love these, so. Uh, TireRack.com, the first hour brought to you by those great folks, the official tire expert and retailer of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the easy-to-use tire decision guide, full lineup of Firestone tires, and uh, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. All righty, Seton. But it is weird that Harbaugh's asking permission because it felt like going into that press conference, there was some kind of game plan of let's not make this about the suspensions. Let's make it about the kids. They won the title, and that's where Jim goes, can I? Can I? But, you know, he said, uh, you know, we're innocent uh, a couple times, and this is the way, you know, basically that this is the way the season was uh, meant to be. It was scripted this way. Yes, he It is odd how they keep fluctuating between we're innocent and, well, everybody was doing it too. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of odd. It's like it's like Michigan has morphed. Well, everybody was doing it, so that means we're innocent into one thing or something. I, I don't really understand what it is. Yeah. I wanted Harbaugh, if he's innocent, to stand up and, and prove that he was innocent or do the best he could to prove he was innocent. That was all I wanted. If, if you're innocent, great. If it's somebody, if somebody went rogue on your staff, okay, then great. Point that out. But did you benefit from this? And that's why I've said this before. In three years from now, do they vacate the title? Do they vacate the title because they're going to forfeit those games? If you did cheat, what games did you cheat in? Can we give you victories there? I mean, I don't, with the NCAA, you never know. And that's why I wondered, what's the best story? Michigan winning keeps this alive. Michigan winning, now does Jim leave, more likely to leave. If Washington won, it was a great story for the Pac-12. They say goodbye to the Pac-12 in you know not the most fitting way because it crumbles. But to win that Pac-12 title in this year, that would have been awesome. And Washington was a fun team to see. I hated to see Michael Penix not play at a high level. But you know what? If if you're watch if you watch the Texas game plan, they were going they ran the football against Washington, and I'm thinking if Texas can do that, ooh, wow, Michigan is going to have a field day, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Pauline. Just you know, with the NCAA, when it was 2004, 2005, when USC had their national title season, it took six and a half years until they were stripped of their national title. Yeah. They were. Uh, there was an appeal process, there was everything. It was six and a half years after said infractions that they were stripped of that title. Jim might be on to his second job after <laughs> Michigan. He'll be back at Michigan. <laughs> I'm going to come in and I'm going to clean up that mess. <laughs> My mess. Wait, you created the mess. <laughs> All right, but I'm coming in. Bringing in my new assistant coach, Connor Stallions. Was he at the game last night? Does he get a championship ring? Just wonder. Just wonder. All right, uh, poll question, Seton. Well, we could start with the game last night. Might as well, right? Okay. Um, last night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Last yeah. night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Right. Was last night more of a blowout, or was the game closer than it appeared? 
Because I can't really figure out which it was. It was kind of both simultaneously. Yeah, you were struggling during the game to kind of define it. You're like, is this a blowout? Or is this, you know, the first quarter felt like a blowout. It feels like Washington is two plays away from being right back in the game (laughs) while also being completely manhandled the entire time. Yes. It was like, I, I couldn't figure out. Like, it feels like Michigan is absolutely destroying them, but... If this if this isn't a phantom holding call, uh, they're right back in this game. I just thought seventeen ten Washington getting the ball starting second half, and then there were just a couple of plays. But you're right; it teetered on being like forty five to thirteen, or it teetered on maybe it was going to be you know thirty thirty three thirty something like that. By the way, Dylan, who's part of our uh, gambling podcast, did uh, give the five and a half and won that bet. He also took the under and he won that bet as well. If you follow the uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. Uh, Paulie, how would you fill in the blank? I would say the word I was thinking, that game felt like more of a game than it was. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, if you bailed out or you said, like, wow, Michigan's got this. Like you said, at the start of the fourth quarter, they had a couple drives that that holding call when Adunze had that catch, maybe 11 minutes left. Yeah. It was, and, Her, and Herb Street's pretty objective, and he goes, man, that's a quick you holding call. You, you can't call that. It was, it was quick. Because Herbie even was pointing out the number of times Michigan was holding. Like, he's, he's saying they're holding. And then I just thought that was more of a, I'm going to throw you to the ground. You know, maybe it's a quick hook. But, you know, if, if you, you play that out, they, he gets that catch, maybe they tie up the game there. Michigan was the better team, absolutely. I thought Washington was sort of just hanging on the periphery. and uh, But, you know, the final score won't indicate that. Yes, Todd? I thought it was more of a whooping with someone whose name is not Blake Corum runs for a 46- and 41-yard touchdown early like that. It gave, Maybe it's an optical illusion because those were huge plays, but it just looked like an embarrassment. Yeah, but Edwards filled in for him last year and was really good. Um, and I... I mean, that hole that he ran through, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it, it was one of those where you go, you got to. I mean, come on. If not, you're going to give. I said at the time I'm watching, you're gonna, they're going to rush for 250 yards. I underestimated. They went for 303. Marvin, what do you think the game was? I think it was closer. This wasn't Notre Dame, Alabama or anything. <laughs> this was one of those. Too like, soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this was one of those. All right. Oh, they almost had that one. Seaton, what about you? Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say it was a much closer game than the score says. That Washington was right in that. Penix gets a couple more completions, couple less. You know, I think that I think that nerves on Washington clearly played a big role in the game because their offensive line was getting worked and they kept jumping, mm. um, which is obviously a sign of nerves. I thought that was a big part of it, but I think the game was a lot closer. I think Washington was right in it right up until, you know, late into the fourth. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. 
we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is over-promising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called over-promise. You should be good at it because you've been over-promising women for years. Well, it's a Covino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Covino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We left you yesterday. Mike Vrabel was still the head coach of the Titans until a little later when he wasn't the head coach of the Titans. We'll talk about that coming up. Rich Eisen from NFL Network will join us, Michigan grad. Uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider, an update on Bill Belichick. And Jason Garrett, former Cowboys head coach, now working for Football Night in America. He'll stop by in about 15 minutes from now. Phone calls always well. Uh, welcome, operator Tyler, standing by, actually sitting by, 
877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning. If you're watching on Peacock, good morning to you. And our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Big announcement coming up tomorrow that has to do with our Super Bowl coverage. Big announcement. We'll have that for you tomorrow morning at this time on the program. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And uh, this first hour brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the show for instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. All quiet on the Patriots front and the Bears front for that matter. Um, T.J. Watt will not play in the game against the Buffalo Bills. And the Wolverines back in Ann Arbor as uh, the champions were uh, treated to a rousing welcome back home, winning the national championship. All right, we'll uh, get to a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Seton, I'll go to you. What's the first question that we might be pondering in the first hour of this program? Well, do you want to start in the NBA or the NFL, Dan? Mm. Mm. How about the NBA? All right. Length of time before Draymond Green's next incident. <laughs> one week, one month, the end of the season, or hey, maybe he's changed. Okay, but you have to define incident. I don't have to. Yes, you no, do. I don't. Yes. What does an incident mean? It, okay, it's Draymond Green. I, it could be a kick to the groin. It could be a punch in the face. Okay. It could be, uh, I don't know, whatever it leads to him getting ejected. Oh, ejected. Okay. Or, now, or a suspended? technical foul, or I don't know. Now, he'll get a technical foul, but a suspension? Incident. You, an incident. Incident. Uh, well, Draymond Green is still talking. He's coming back. I think the Warriors are in action tonight. I don't know if he's playing or not, but uh, Draymond Green had this to say about moving forward. When I look back on these situations, it's like, can you remove the antics? I'm very confident I can remove the antics. And I'm very confident if I do remove the antics, no one's worried about how I play the game of basketball. You know, nobody's worried about um, how I carry myself in the game of basketball, but it's the antics. And um, so that's my focus. You know, it's not on changing who I am completely. Like, you don't change the spots on the leopard. Like, it's just not going to happen, and I'm not going to try to set some unrealistic expectation of, like, who's this person going to be? Like, it's not real, and that's not sustainable. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have any more confidence in Draymond than I did before he got suspended. That he knows he needs to change, but you can't change the spots on a leopard. Sounds like Draymond's going to be Draymond. And if it happens, it happens. I'm gonna, I, I only know one way to play. And, you know, I, I still go back to the Warriors. They've en- enabled him up to this point. When something happens, you know, you, you knock out a teammate, you get suspended during the NBA Finals. Like, there's just, you know, there's a lot of things that you kind of throw into this with Draymond Green. We've said before, he's a wonderful player. At least he used to be. But, you know, the sliding scale of I'm going to let you get away with this because you're really good, you know, that's starting to level out here and maybe go in the other direction. 
Because if you give me nine points and seven rebounds and six assists, but you do stupid things, then you're just you're not the same value to us as you used to be. And they're on the hook for $75 million. I mean, they, they need to help him help himself just so they can get their money out of this. Because do I think he'll be suspended again? I do. I don't think he can help himself. Plus, I think he loves being in the spotlight. You know, considering that he is a really good player, but he plays on the team with maybe the most popular player in the sport, and sometimes you're looking for a little bit of that spotlight. You're looking a little bit of recognition. Hey, I want something for my podcast here. And for a guy who does... Dennis Rodman was brilliant at doing this, but he was... He was not dirty in the you know with the same intent that Draymond is. Dennis would just be a nuisance, and there was a purpose behind that, and he understood the game. And just like Draymond, very smart player, but Draymond is not smart enough to stop at a certain point where you're just a nuisance. Instead, you know he can't be he he can't be controlled enough, and that's really the problem here. It's just a matter of if, not when. And the fact that he wanted us to believe that he nearly retired and it took Adam Silver to talk him out of retirement, I, I, I don't buy that at all. I think it's, it's just a way of saying, hey, Commissioner, I'm listening to you. I heard everything you said, and I hope you take some leniency on me the next time around that I am trying. And maybe he is trying. But that doesn't exonerate him from stupid things that he's done. How many guys... Kick guys in the groin. How many guys punch guys in the face? And this is multiple times. Not many guys. So that's where you look at this and you go, you know, that's the aberration here. Like, under, and maybe he should have taken the rest of the year off. Like if he's truly uh, has good intentions of getting better, then get away from the game and get better. But... Uh, where he is now, where the Warriors are now, you know, the, the risk and the reward with Draymond is just not worth it. But you signed him up for three more years unless somebody wants to take him off your hands. Yeah, Paul. I actually feel pretty good about what he said, you know, where, where it translates on the court. That's the big thing because I love 80% of his game, and I always have, and it's just that 20% of lack of control that, that self-defeating. I think what's big here is going forward, will other guys try to bait him now? bait him more than they have in the past. If I'm Rudy Gobert, great. I'm going to try to get this guy because everyone's going to look for Draymond to respond. You know, talk, elbows. I think a lot more people are going to try to bait him going forward. Sure. He's just not the same player. Obviously, not the same player. His value is not the same. How many times have you said, boy, did you see Draymond last night? Unless it has something to do with doing something stupid. Um, now, granted, his game doesn't call for... I'm going to make the highlights, but he is a guy that if you watch the game, an entire game, then you understand his value to that team, or at least what it used to be. Now, not the same value. He's not the same player, and you can feel sometimes that he like he seems to be a little bit more, and desperate's not a fair word to him, but he, he knows that he's going up against guys that it used to be he could hold his own with them. And I, he just can't do that on a nightly basis anymore. So as he moves forward, and uh, he, he needs to change, but you can't change the spots on a leopard. 
So uh, good luck, Golden State. You're going to need it. Yes, Marvin. It's like the kid that you never disciplined, and now they're 13, 14 years old. Hey, Draymond, we're going to start disciplining you. Ah, shut up. You didn't do it when I was a kid. It's, yeah. it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, no more junk food. Wait, I've been having junk food for a decade now. Nope, you're not allowed to have any of that anymore. No, well, we'll see. Yeah. You gave him a timeout, but that timeout doesn't work. Going to come down and probably be the same uh, same guy. Yes, he... It's funny that the easiest comparison we can make to this grown-ass man is a child eating candy. <laughs> Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. So uh, Draymond Green, poll question for the first hour. <laughs> okay. Could be. Uh, uh, okay, we we can else? pivot to the NFL if you'd yeah. like. Okay, we're going to pivot. Um, how about the Titans firing Mike Vrabel is or was mm, dot, a, dot, dot. Dot, 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 a massive mistake, mm-hmm. a solid move, baffling, or it makes sense. Well, I would say baffling because it feels like if you're if you're Tennessee and now you have a coaching search, aren't you looking for Mike Vrabel? All of these teams are going to be interested in Mike Vrabel. But when he got fired, it, it was like, wait a minute, what just happened? It changed everything, I think, for some of these teams where you go, well, hold on here. Do we want to keep our coach in Chicago, Matt Eberflus? Is is you know Mike Vrabel going to be the guy that we would consider there? The Patriots, of course. You know, when, when Vrabel went back and he got inducted into their ring of honor and he got his sport coat there, Patriots sport coat, I mean, he said a lot of great things about that organization. And I, it was one of those where I kind of did a, a, a freeze frame of that that he looked like he belonged there. And this is long before we thought that Tennessee would fire him. But, you know, it kind of started, you know, kind of lit the match where you go, well, okay, what, you know, maybe if Belichick doesn't come back, Vrabel certainly knows the organization, respects the organization, played in the organization, and the Patriot way and all of that. And that's the first thing I thought of. And I wonder what Robert Kraft thought. I wonder when that came across his desk, did he go, uh, we need to get Bill in here by the end of the week. We, we need to talk to uh, Coach Belichick. But, and I even saw Vegas odds where the second best odds for Bill Belichick, his, his team, you guys want to guess the second best odds? I, I'm not sure. The Chargers might be the number one team I saw with odds. I don't know if DraftKings has odds, but I think there were odds in Vegas of the best place for him to land. Paulie? Oh, I thought this was a trick question. It was the Patriots. It is. Oh. It is. Really? Second best odds right now, or Belichick stays with the Patriots. Yes, Eden. And the first best are that he leaves for the Chargers. Yeah, I think so. Now, I was told that even those around him don't know what Bill's going to do. Uh, somebody who knows, you know, somebody in his inner circle said that to me yesterday. His friends don't know what he's going to do, but he thought that staying on the East Coast made the most sense for Belichick. And Washington, D.C. with Annapolis and ties to the Naval Academy, that that might make more sense. Yes, Eden. That's I was just going to say, I don't, I don't, he doesn't strike me as a fella at a, a, a point in life that feels like picking up and moving all the way across country. But I would for Justin Herbert. 
You yeah. would? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like when you have that long-distance relationship and you go, God, I want to go cross-country, and then, okay, I'll go cross-country. You go, no, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm good. Feels like that's a cross-country-worthy quarterback. <laughs> You're not all in on Justin Herbert? Okay. I mean, I'm not. I, I, I like him, but I don't. it seems like there's more question marks now than there had been in years past. Yeah. Paulie? With the Chargers, there's been rumors of Jim Harbaugh. There's been rumors of uh, Bill Belichick. If you ran the Chargers, if you owned the Chargers, would you overpay to buy some relevance as well as a good coach? Oh, I want Jim Harbaugh. For... Besides just coaching, but relevance in Los Angeles. No, I want Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is going to be out. Bill, Bill Belichick's not going to a Laker game. He's not going to a USC game. He does make you weirdly relevant without actually talking to I me. would rather have Jim Harbaugh because I feel like I can get the best of both worlds. Yeah. He's going to be relevant, just won a national championship. He's there in Los Angeles. He does, you know, he'll probably go out. You might see him. Does Harbaugh know that they're not Harbaugh. in San Diego anymore? Does he? I'm not 100% sure Harbaugh knows they're not in San Diego. Mm. He probably thinks he's going back to San Diego where he used to coach. And that's another thing. You know, when, when we look at his stops along the way, people start at Stanford. He was at San Diego. He wasn't at San Diego State. I don't even think they have scholarships at San Diego. But he did really well there. Then he went to Stanford. Then he went to the Niners. And here he is at Michigan. But I also go back a couple of years when they were two and four. And I think people thought that Jim Harbaugh could get fired. And he took a pay cut. And here he is with as much leverage as any other coach. But Mike Vrabel, I'm going to guess, changed some people's wish list yesterday by uh, being let go by the Titans. All right. And I do think the Titans will get worse before they get better. I don't know if they have a quarterback. Uh, Derrick Henry felt like, feels like that was his last game there. And what else do you have? You have Will Levis. Um, Mike Vrabel is a good coach. He bordered on being a great coach. It felt like prepared, tough teams, and uh, there's a lot of GMs and owners who would love to have that, that kind of stability. The Bears. The Bears? I don't think they're moving on from Eberflus. I don't. Uh-huh. And I think they're going to keep Justin Fields. I, I wouldn't keep Justin Fields. Uh, I don't know enough about Eberflus, but I would I would reset the clock on my quarterback. Yes, Marvin? The pressure is on the Bears next year. They better do something big because if they – like, they better hope Caleb Williams doesn't go off and Mike Vrabel doesn't coach the Patriots to an mm-hmm. AFC title Well, game. that's not going to happen. <laughs> that, that, that will not happen. The playoffs. Hmm. Maybe. Playoff hunt. May playoff hunt. All right, all right. Might be a playoff right. hunt situation there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm exhausted, and we're just getting started. And we only have three hours to fit everything in today. It's like you're on a roller coaster that doesn't allow you to get off. 24 hours ago, Mike Vrabel being fired by the Titans was a big, big deal. Then all of a sudden, uh, Seahawks politely move on from Pete Carroll. And then Nick Saban abruptly retires at Alabama. And then Bill Belichick and the Patriots decide to part ways earlier this morning. They have a press conference. It will be Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick at the uh, podium together at noon Eastern. Welcome to the show. That was generational yesterday. When you think about it, I remember the first time I met... Bill Belichick, he was a defensive coordinator with the Giants. Now, Bill Parcells didn't allow his assistant coaches to do interviews, but I did introduce myself to him. I was new to New York. I met him. I just introduced myself. I don't even know if he responded. And then here we are today. Bill Belichick is out as the Patriots head coach. I think he'll coach again. Nick Saban, Nick Saban I've known for a long, long time. And yesterday didn't surprise me, but there's still that element of shock that Nick Saban is not going to coach any longer. Pete Carroll, one of the great college coaches of all time, and a couple of yards away from joining a pretty uh, elite group of head coaches to win two Super Bowls, decides that he is going to part ways with Seattle, at least as a head coach, maybe staying on as a coordinator. And I gave you a heads up from last week. When I was talking to somebody in Seattle, and they said, hey, keep an eye on the Pete Carroll situation here in Seattle. And I said, wait, Seattle could move on from Pete Carroll? 
And I was told yes. Now, Pete came out earlier this week and said, no, 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 I got the energy, I'm going to keep coaching. And then all of a sudden, yesterday happened. Mike Vrabel, there was a little bit of surprise there because he's a coach that's going to be in demand. Pete Carroll, I think, wants to coach again. Bill Belichick's going to coach again. I don't think Nick Saban is going to coach again. Welcome to the show. Hour one, Rodney Harrison, who is a Hall of Fame finalist. He is a former Patriots defensive back. He's going to join us coming up here in about 15 minutes from now. Also, Gary Danielson, one of the great voices of the SEC with CBS Sports, will join us a little bit later on. And the uh, great NFL Network reporter, Tom Pelissero, on sort of what has happened and how does this change maybe teams that have a coach or they don't have a coach, and now you have some openings and you have even more candidates. So pretty crazy day. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at uh, Discover, Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases, no fees, period. Check out eligibility terms uh, at discover.com slash cashback debit, Discover Bank member, FDIC. And not to have news that is even larger than what happened with Saban at Alabama or Belichick with the Patriots, Pete Carroll with Seattle, but later on today at 6 Eastern in the newsletter, you'll be able to find out how you can join us at the Super Bowl. Bury the lead. Yes, this is it. And I wanted to be fair to Belichick and Saban and Pete Carroll, you know, out of respect. Didn't want to come in with a big hammer here. This is just too big. It is. You can't hold it, it that much. Yes. If, uh, if Shefty, you know, breaks into programming on the mothership and says this, then uh, he got it from me. Sources close to me. But... On the newsletter, if you're signed up at 6 Eastern when it comes out and uh, in your inbox, in your email, it'll tell you how you can join us at the Super Bowl. Have tickets. You'll be able to uh, join us uh, Monday through Friday, and we'll give you the location as well, but you'll be able to join us in the uh, studio audience. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Man, I got a lot of energy today. I'm like Pete Carroll's gum. I mean, I'm... I'm fired up, ready to go. I'm going to be exhausted at the end of the day. You know, when we get up in that age group that Belichick and uh, Saban and Pete Carroll are, you know, at the end of the day, I'm tired, going to have to take a nap. Yeah, Paulie. Pete Carroll doesn't speak at press conferences anything like Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. Pete's like, it's, it's like there's a race going on, and he's trying to hit as many things as he can in, in 90 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He does, when, when he talks... He's going to be better. Like he's got a time limit that he's got to get it out right, you know. Uh, whereas Belichick and Saban are a little bit, a little slower, more deliberate. Pete, Pete's always. Do we have a little bit of Pete Carroll from uh, yesterday press conference? I competed pretty hard to be the coach, just so you know, because I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished, not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. So I, I, in that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions. And uh, we got, got to a good part, a good clean spot where it made sense, and, and uh, you know, I went along with, the, with their intentions. He was fighting to coach, to stay as the coach. And that's one of those where, and I have no information, but uh, ownership probably said, no, we, we're moving on, Pete. Uh, you can stay in an advisory role, uh, you know, stay with the franchise as long as you want, but we're going to move on. We're going to go in a younger direction. Uh, probably what happened with Bill Belichick. Belichick was fighting to stay as the head coach. 
so much so he was going to relinquish power. So he was open to that. That's why when, you know, they say it's a mutual parting. Well, it's not a mutual parting. It's, okay, Bill, you need to be on board because we're going to move in a different direction. All right, I guess that's a mutual parting then. Saban, Saban surprised. I, I spoke to a source yesterday, and I guess Nick was interviewing uh, coaches, wide receiver coaches, assistant coaches, somebody who he was going to hire. And then all of a sudden goes into a meeting and says that he's retiring. And then the speculation started that Dan Lanning at Oregon, uh, would they bring in uh, Dabo? What about Lane Kiffin? I mean, there was just, it exploded. Um, and, and I'm going to play an interview that I did with Nick Saban. I think this is uh, a year ago, maybe two years ago. And we talked about retirement. And he gave me about two minutes a two-minute answer about retirement. So it was sort of there. You just didn't know when it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, same with Belichick. It wasn't a question of if or when. Uh, more uh, it was going to be when, not if. And uh, Mike Reese did a wonderful job breaking that story with uh, Belichick and, and the Patriots parting ways. But I, I figured that Bill was not going to be back. The question is, I thought it might be Friday. Thought it'd be, uh, you know, it'd be tomorrow that they would have that announcement. But here it is this morning, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots will hold a press conference coming up at the top of the uh, top of noon, uh, noon Eastern, I believe. Uh, so we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming, and we'll try to get in all of this and phone calls as well. Operator Tyler standing by. All right, Seton, what's the poll question today? How about we start here? Who will have a better season next year? Alabama, the Patriots, or the Seahawks? <laughs> I'm well. Okay, it's a sliding scale. Are we looking too far ahead already? No, or no, 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 we... no, no, no. But what is a good season in Alabama? What's a good season in New England, and what's a good season in Seattle? Because I think those are three different answers. Mm -hmm. Certainly, two different answers. Alabama, if they lose two games, probably didn't have a great season. If New England makes the playoffs, they had a great season. Seattle didn't make the playoffs this year. If they make the playoffs next year, that would be a good year. So I would say sliding scale, Alabama's um, <laughs> expectations just a little more heightened than the other ones. But, okay. It's all a right. slimmer margin for Yes, them. it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, all right. Uh, who would you most who? want to have beers with? Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban. Okay. They're all good beer guys uh, in their own way. Okay. You walk into a bar, Dan. <laughs> there's three guys sitting at one corner. One, one guy's at one corner. One guy's at the mm. other corner. The other guy's in the middle. Who are you sitting next to, Dan? Okay, so Vrabel is not in this. It's just th well, those three. I mean, with all due respect to Mike Vrabel, he's not... Any of those three? He's yet. not. No, but I I might want to have a beer with Vrabel yeah. over everybody else. Like I, I don't know if the Titans are going to have a better season than all three of those <laughs> things, but I don't really care either. <laughs> not today. Um, I would probably want to have a beer with Saban. I think I have a good relationship with him. I think he's got a sneaky sense of humor, and I think he would allow me a little latitude on questions that I would ask him. Because the first thing I would say after maybe two beers, is 
What role did name, image, and likeness play in you deciding you didn't want to coach anymore? Sure feels like it's <laughs> really tipped the scale. Uh, I think you're you're going to see this. It's already happened. You know, Coach K talked about it. Jay Wright talked about it. The great Villanova coach who decided to retire. The landscape has changed because college football was about control. These coaches had you for at least three years. You weren't going anywhere. Now, all of a sudden, where you go, how long you stay, how much you make, are you playing, I'm not happy, I'm transferring. That is going to probably limit the coaching careers. Now, guys staying at one place or even staying in the business for a long time because they do talk about how you get on the practice field or get on the football field in, at, in a game, that's where, you know, that's what you love. But the other stuff, that'll drive you out of the business. And I think that, that's what happened with Nick Saban. Because now we can't just bring in kids, promise them everything, and replace them as we wish. Yeah. Well, maybe we got a five-star now and a four-star. We promised them that they were going to play. And then now they're, now they're able to do what they want and have more control <laughs> over their lives. And I just can't coach that way. Yeah. I mean... That, those aren't the exact words of Nick Saban, but, oh. but they could be. Maybe his feelings. Maybe his feelings. Yeah, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, and the what it's going to do to these coaches and how long you stay. Because now going to the NFL with the uncertainty of the NFL, at least it's there's structure there. I you know you're not recruiting, you know. You, you don't have to worry about name, image, and likeness. There's Somebody decided to give portal. these kids some control over their lives, and now I just can't do this anymore. Once again. That's good, that's that, good saving, by that, the way. That is, you got to time it. It's a rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> right around here, that Coke <laughs> bottle. Yeah. You know, slide up. Get the little Debbie's cakes. You get the Diet Coke. Yeah. You're right there. I feel like I'm trapped in a 30 for 30 episode here. Yeah. I, I, I do. It's like, uh, do you remember that day when all of this happened? And, you know, all of a sudden you're going, wow, it's like a pinball machine here. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Wait, what just happened? Wait, what just happened? <sighs> yeah, Paul. You know, we, we live with hyperbole. The newest thing is always the best thing or the latest thing. But it's, it's really clear that you could say two of the five greatest football coaches of all time are done in the past 24 hours. If I said top five of all time, football, I didn't say college or pro, the cup, both, it's clear that those two are in there. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't even think there's much of a debate. You could say, oh, there's Lombardi or Shula, uh, Bear Bryant, blah, 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 but you couldn't take these guys out of it. It's, it's almost that clear. That's how big it feels. One more question for you, and okay. talk to a source. Do you think Nick Saban made his decision in his head or, or maybe thought about it and then went to his wife and said, I'm doing this, and purposely went in yesterday, told no one, so no one could talk him out of it. I, I, I don't know, because when I spoke to some, as soon as I heard the news, I called a source of mine, and I said, what, no heads up? And he said, we didn't get a heads up. And I go, really? He goes, no. He was interviewing candidates for wide receiver coach position. And... But, you know, and I, I first thing I asked was health. That's what I want to know. I, I said, is this health-related? And I was told, as far as my source, the information he had, he said no. He said, I, I, I just think that he got tired. And 
that his last victory was against Georgia. They won the SEC title. They were a couple of plays away from maybe playing for the national championship. So going out on a high note, but also, you know, I, you know, my source was trying to just sort all of this out of how it happened, when, who knew, because he said probably the athletic director, they knew, they knew for a little while to get to this point, but that's where nobody else knew anything about it. Um, and the reporter for ESPN who broke this story? Mike Reese. No. Oh, Saban. Chris Lowe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Lowe. Yeah, congratulations to him uh, breaking that story. And then Mike Reese breaking the story with uh, Bill Belichick. But, yeah, just trying to sort this out and understand. I get the Belichick thing. But Saban, I just think I think the other, the ancillary things about college football and being a coach probably uh, drove him out of the game. Now, I don't know how much longer he'd, he would have stayed. but And also, they, they had, it was like a factory. You were getting these players. You didn't worry about anybody outbidding you. Then all of a sudden, you know, all of a uh, sudden, Georgia came out of nowhere. And it's like, uh, uh, Kirby Smart knows what you do, Nick, and he's going to do it and do it better than you. When Saban spoke to the boosters in Birmingham, and he was talking about, we need to spend more because A&M is buying all their players. Now, he didn't mean to have it be translated the way it came out, that he's accusing A&M of cheating or whatever. It was more of, hey, in our house here, we got to spend more. And that was the first inkling that I had of, wow. All right, now all of a sudden, you can't just coach football. Because if he coaches football... He has no problems, just like Belichick. But, you know, Belichick wasn't getting players. Who's, who wanted to go to New England to play? Nobody did. When, when Brady was there, because Brady's there, we can win a championship. So you had a golden ticket. Bill doesn't have that anymore. And Saban has Georgia right there. And they're not leaving. And they're out Alabama and Alabama. But he did beat them. His last win was against Georgia for the SEC title. And you beat Auburn. <laughs> Previous game. Makes it easier. Not bad. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.